MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Lombardi line. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds live from the VEASAN studio inside the beautiful South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa. Wes, good morning to you. We talked about this on Tuesday. What a great time of year this is on the eve of the PGA Championship, the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Maybe it wasn't a great time for the sports books on Tuesday. Every favorite came in. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, Vegas, Pittsburgh, and then on the hardwood, the Celtics and the Pacers. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the Celtics-Wizards game, you did have plenty of money on both sides, I think, really, with the underdog. I think a lot of betters, a lot of casual betters especially, were going to go ahead and ride that hot Wizards team, and then they ran up into the Boston Celtics. Where And I thought that they were kind of a, a buy-low type of favorite, kind of that ugly favorite. So I went with Boston and ended up getting there. I'm glad I did not bet the first game, however, that being Charlotte and Indiana, because I was kind of looking perhaps for an under. I didn't go pre-flop, but I eventually was like, okay, maybe there's a spot to go in live last night and there was never a spot to come in on the live under because it was all Pacers from the absolute get-go 144 to 117 your final score not a very good effort from the Charlotte Hornets
defense. Indiana Pacers go ahead and get that win, so they will get the Washington Wizards now in that 9-8 matchup. Boston has now advanced into the main draw. They will now play the Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, I, I like this play-in format because at least it's something different. It keeps it kind of interesting mm-hmm, and sure. allows more teams, I think, to at least have a chance. So you've got a couple fan bases out there that wouldn't have a chance that would be looking ahead to the draft or free agency that now have that shot. So, you know, you know, we didn't get the most competitive games. Washington and Boston was for a little while. And then the fourth quarter, it got away and Boston extended the lead, but hopefully we get some more competitive games tonight. Obviously the hype train is already going right now for the Warriors and the Lakers. They're already doing a countdown clock on uh, the uh, provider of that game. That being ESPN. So they've already got the countdown clock. So you can tell they're really pushing this hard and expecting a big number in terms of viewership. Yeah. We talked about that on Tuesday. They've been talking about the, potential Steph LeBron matchup for a few weeks. Well, now here it is. So let's turn to Wednesday's action in the association. It's a 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern tip for game one of your doubleheader on Wednesday. And this will be the 10 seed San Antonio Spurs taking on the nine seed Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Memphis finished the regular season four games above 500. San Antonio finished six games below 500 and on a four game losing streak. Kind of fun here that only one spot in the standing separates these two teams. Now, when we looked at this game on Tuesday, West, the Grizzlies were a three and a half point favorite. We started to see some fours pop up and currently Memphis is laying four here at BetMGM with a total of 222. Yeah, I didn't know where to go with the side here, but I think I'm going to be on the under in this spot. The These two teams did meet three times this season. Memphis won two of the three meetings. They all went over, I think, 250 points, 241 and 235 were the combined scores in those three meetings. So now you're seeing that total obviously discounted at 222 and a half, and it makes you think, well, they went way over this three times during the season. But this is now the playoffs, and this is now we didn't see it materialize last Last night because it became so lopsided that there was no way you were going to get an under in that 9-10 matchup between Charlotte and Indiana. But with this game, assuming it's going to be a little bit more competitive, I think that this is more prime for a spot for an under. You've got a San Antonio team that has not played very well. They're, they're six games under 500. They do do a couple things well. They protect the ball. They don't turn the ball over. I think they're second in the league in assist-to-turnover ratio. So they're not a team necessarily that beats themselves even though they're not overwhelmingly talented. Obviously, Memphis, a very young team, trying to kind of figure out what the mix is with their roster. They went 57.7% against the number this year, so they covered the lineup. Uh, They got Jaron Jackson kind of late back into the season, into the lineup. Still hasn't really found his rhythm on offense yet, shooting just 42% from the floor, but is making an impact there on defense. So, I do kind of like the under here, and I think when you get all these games to the over, that makes it a prime spot for the under once you get into the playoffs, because let's not forget, and obviously we're stating the obvious here, this is win or go home. This is it for you. This is basically like single elimination in the NCAA tournament here. The the, the loser's going to go, and the winner's going to advance to face that loser of the main event tonight, the Lakers and the Warriors. So I look at two teams that aren't very efficient on offense. They both rank in the bottom 10 in terms of effective field goal percentage. The Jaron Jackson Jr. return for Memphis has been better for the defense, not necessarily for the offense. So you did see a move on this total, 225 to 222, trickle back up 
here this morning to about 222 and a half. But I think the under is the right side here in this one in what is basically an elimination game where maybe you get that scoring early and then it kind of slows down late if it's competitive. The problem last night in that 9-10 matchup, you didn't have a competitive game. So obviously, once they knew it was over and the margin of victory and, and it was pretty much decided, then the defense became very optional. Yeah, 222, the number here at BetMGM, 222.5, the consensus, and a 223 now popping up at Circa. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. For the main event, you mentioned West Game 2 of the Wednesday night doubleheader in the NBA playoff play-in round, and that will be the eight-seed Golden State Warriors at the Staples Center to take on the seven-seed Los Angeles Lakers, and both teams come in hot. Golden State has won six in a row. Los Angeles has won five straight. The Lakers opened up as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It dipped down to four-and-a-half on Tuesday. Now we're seeing Lakers back up to five-and-a-half-point favorites, 218 for your total. Well, I'm going to be interested to see how Frank Vogel, the Lakers coach, decides to defend here because he's been playing he has a lot of big guys that he'll play with Gasol and Drummond and Harrell off the bench but I think maybe he's going to try to play AD more as the pure center role because he doesn't want these big guys out there that aren't going to be able to switch on screens and where the Warriors are going to try to pace in space and get those wide open threes so he's not going to I don't think want to do that in terms of pick and roll so obviously Steph Curry is going to have to go probably wire to wire most of the 48 minutes tonight when he's off the floor, the Warriors actually score 15 points less per Mm. 100 possessions when he is off the floor. So he's averaged 38 minutes a game in his playoff career. He may have to go all 48 tonight, I think. And we saw on Sunday when Memphis made that run and they got a two-point lead. I think, I want to say, I can't remember the exact time. I think there were four or five minutes left. Then all of a sudden, boom, Warriors went on a 13-0 run. It's like when when times got tight, Steph Curry absolutely stepped up for this team. So, you, you know, you maybe could see that again, and that's what makes the Warriors kind of dangerous is in a one-game situation. Yeah. Obviously, if you lose this game, you get another chance to uh, play the uh, winner of the 9-10 game, but basically a one-game situation here that makes them very dangerous. But the Lakers' defense, is really what I think has carried them this year with all the injuries. Second fewest points per 100 possessions this season, just 108 points per 100 possessions. Frank Vogel, I think, has done a hell of a job navigating all these injuries and COVID and keeping this team playing very good defense and really having some young guys like Kuzma and THT, Taylor Horton, Tucker step up here. So Lakers are a pretty good perimeter defensive team. So I didn't know really where to go with the side here. Lakers are starting to get bet so you're seeing five and a half if this gets in the six-ish or I don't think it'll get to seven but if it gets in that six-ish range I would be maybe a little bit interested in Golden State but probably where I think I'm going to go and it's already lost a little value but still I think some 219 out there 218 and a half I'd lean to the under in this one yeah I'm with you as far as the side if I could get six and a half again and I think it probably will touch six at least I might take a look at the Warriors in this one. I think this will be a uh, pretty competitive game. Wouldn't be surprised at all if the Lakers won, but I kind of see it by probably in the neighborhood of four points, maybe five, not quite six. You know what this kind of feels like and actually Matt kind of brought it up and obviously it's a, it's a bigger stage, but that those like first four games where you had like two blue bloods this year in the NCAA tournament yeah. where you had Michigan State and UCLA. There you go. You're getting the Warriors and the Lakers with two huge fan bases, two very popular teams, two teams that draw and 
terms of the ratings and whatnot and have them play in kind of a what's basically a one-and-done scenario. Winner's obviously going to advance into the main playoff draw, and then the loser gets one more chance. But I, I don't think the NBA is that unhappy. I don't think Adam oh, Silver gosh. and company is that unhappy to get uh, Steph Curry and Draymond against LeBron and AD here on the first night of the playoffs. Not at all. Four playoff hockey tilts on the ice today, and it'll begin at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern time with the Washington Capitals visiting the Boston Bruins. This series is tied at one game apiece, and this has really been excellent so far with both games going to overtime. Kind of getting the feeling, West that this this might go the full seven games. And it's interesting to look at the line move here. The Boston Bruins, of course, return home again, tied one game apiece in the series. And they're a much bigger favorite here on home ice. Minus 165 the price now over the Capitals with a total of five and a half. And in the first two games on the road against Washington, they were in the neighborhood of about a 130 to 135 favorite. Is it a 30 to 35 cent move because they're returning home? This is a big move, and, and I'm on the Bruins for the series, but I think a lot of it, too, might be the fact that Craig Anderson may have to go and goal for Washington, and Craig Anderson's been a goalie in this league for a long time now, 40 years old, so we don't know if Samsonov is going to go. No announcement as of yet. Vitek Vanacek is downgraded to doubtful, so he can't go, so it's basically more than likely going to be Craig Anderson if Jenny Kuznetsov and Lars Eller both are questionable for this game for the Washington Capitals. But, yeah, you're right, Brady. This is absolutely a big jump here, and I think Boston's the better team. And really what happened on Monday night when Boston evened it up 1-1 is that the big guns got going. Marshawn with the game winner in OT. Taylor Hall found yep. the net. Patrice Bergeron. That Marshawn, Bergeron, and David Posternak line is one of the best in all of the NHL. Then you put Taylor Hall to really strengthen that line second line with David Krejci. So they were really they were really the better team, even though it had to go to overtime. I think it was a clear game for the Bruins. Uh, and look, Washington got a couple fluky goals on Tuka Rast. That's what made it closer and made it go to overtime, which I didn't think it would. Bruins don't really allow a lot of high danger chances. Now you have Craig Anderson all at 40 years old. They're going to be putting the pressure on. So that's why you're seeing the Bruins get so bet, not only in the series price, because looking down at the series price I think it's almost it's close to two dollars right now with the with the Bruins laying uh, uh, that price and take back 175 and then tonight's game in the 165 170 range I can't disagree with the move but that's a big price yeah based on the price I would lean a little bit with the dog but I uh, don't think I'm going to get involved you uh, spell out a lot of reasons there why people believe Boston is the better team here in this matchup from the central division the Predators at the Hurricanes 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. Eastern puck drop with Carolina leading this series one game to none. Hurricanes won handily in game one. It was tied after two periods, but then Carolina blanked him three zip in the final frame for a five to two final. Hurricanes a big favorite once again on home ice, minus 195 here at BetMGM with a total of five and a half. Yeah, and I know people like to bet the zigzag, and if you did that in the playoffs that worked last night, I'm not sure it's going to work here. If you look at the first game between these two teams, Carolina really dominated in the five on five and you've got the number two power play in the league Carolina Hurricanes against the 29th penalty kill in the league that being the Nashville Predators Carolina was absolutely sharp in, in game one I don't know if you say Soros is enough to carry the Predators they might get a victory in the season but 
I'm just I'm not high on this Nashville team. I thought Carolina looked super focused. Now they got to keep that focus. Obviously, here it's 190. It's a big price. Probably if I play this game the way I would be looking as the under five and a half minus a dollar 35. But as of now, I have nothing here in the North Division Canada getting underway this evening. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern start for the Jets and the Oilers. Edmonton closed the regular season nine points ahead of Winnipeg in the division and they've kind of been one of the darling teams for many people as this tournament gets underway with their two MVP like stars McDavid and Dreisaitl good size favorite here at home tonight are the Oilers at minus 155 West on the money line six for your total yeah McDavid gets all the talk and and rightfully so but really the guy that's carried Edmonton is money Mike Smith the old veteran for the Edmonton Oilers Uh, after he made his debut on February 8th Edmonton was 29-11-2, and, and they were 21-6-2 and two in his 30 starts. Best marks he's had in almost a decade in terms of save percentage, in terms of goals against average. So, you know, one thing you worry about long-term for Winnipeg is that defense. 27th in expected goals against, 30th in the league in terms of high-danger chances. That being said, this is a little bit of a big price here with uh, Edmonton over Winnipeg. I think people all want to bet McDavid here in this spot. Now it's getting to the point where I kind of would like Winnipeg territory. If you're getting in that plus 140 range or above, I'd be on the Jets. I agree with you. I I think if Edmonton was at minus 140 or less, I would would be jumping in on that side. But now it's getting pretty expensive. And the Jets aren't a bad team, man. I mean, like I mentioned there, there's nine points that separate these two teams. Edmonton has really become the darling. A lot of our friends here, Lou Finicaro Mm -hmm. likes Edmonton. Mike Palm has a futures ticket on the Oilers, I believe, to hoist the cup. But... uh, That uh, price is getting pretty juicy on Winnipeg here tonight. Yeah, no question about it. All right. We've got one more hockey game to touch on out in the West. And can you believe the number on the Colorado Avalanche West? Better than $3 favorites. We can get into this one a little bit deeper in the next segment here. But Jordan Bennington, he was pretty darn good for a minute in game one against the Avalanche. Colorado ended up winning that game 3-1. to one, But, boy, he's going to absolutely have to stand on his head tonight for them to have a chance, I think. Well, you're probably going to get a lot of puck line bets on the Avs here. And the fact that they covered the puck line in 20 20- three of their 40 wins this season. They're the highest scoring team in the league during the regular season. The Blues have some good players, but they're just absolutely overmatched here by Colorado. An avalanche in Colorado, indeed. We will come back and maybe touch on that one a little bit more, see if we can uh, decide on a play. And then also some NBA player props for the two play-in games on your Wednesday night. It's the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Bass. 
basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. And Wes, just to uh, finish up on that Colorado-St. Louis Blues game that will go down later this evening, the final hockey game on your Wednesday schedule. And uh, you were mentioning off-air, not a whole lot more to talk about. I mean, you've got a minus 325 favorite here in Colorado at BetMGM. You talked about possibly betting the puck line. That's not something you and I really like to do. And maybe unless we're getting plus a goal and a half, and I, and I can't go that way with St. Louis either, I think I'm going to sit back and watch this one. I do have a futures ticket on the Avalanche and a nice number at 7-1 to one to hoist the cup. So I'm just going to hope they put another one in the win column here. Well, here's the good and the bad for St. Louis. The good is that Jordan Bennington was tremendous. He stopped 46 of 49 shots. The bad news is he faced 49 shots. Yeah, and no you're like, if you're going to get a goaltending performance like that, and I think 46 out of 49 is pretty darn good. He made some incredible saves, a very superhuman-like performance performance but still you get that type of performance and you still lose that's why you're so overmatched here it would not shock me to see the sweep well the levy finally broke for cam talbot of the minnesota wild mm-hmm. who stopped 42 shots in game one against the vegas golden knights you wonder if a similar scenario will play out for jordan bennington let's look at some of the series prices here uh the hurricanes and the predators carolina now a minus 550 favorite to take that series uh the panthers now a six to one underdog against Tampa Bay as they trail that series two to one. I tell you, Wes, that that might be a little bit attractive. Mm -hmm. I think that series has got a ways to go. Yeah, I, I do too, and 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 I, I admit I was surprised. Uh, I thought it probably would be one to one here, but I did not expect really what we saw on Sunday with Kucherov coming back in his first game of the season, mind you. Yeah, and, and 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 getting what did he get? Two goals or a goal and an assist? But uh, it was a performance that you didn't expect, and it's kind of like now Tampa Bay is a little bit at full strength. But I think a lot of Joel Quenville because of uh, my longtime uh, Blackhawks fandom and winning a couple cups for the Chicago Blackhawks that he was going to get him going and it just never really happened last night for the Florida Panthers but yeah I think they would worth be worth putting something small on this was a very good team these were two even teams I don't think this series is necessarily over 2-0 is not a death sentence necessarily in Stanley Cup playoff series so look I will probably go and and I'm sure it'll see the money for tomorrow it's going to Tampa Bay I will probably go on the Florida Panthers I'm seeing like plus 130 tomorrow and the and lightning lane 150 so I'd probably go Panthers early and maybe maybe split it first period and full game to think, okay, Panthers down 2-0. Now the urgency sets in, so they may get that first goal in that first period. So that's probably the way I'm looking tomorrow, and I'm not really against the series price, as you mentioned. Would you also, along those same lines, consider a first period over? 
probably going to be one and a half for mm-hmm. your number. And you talk about Florida is going to have some urgency and need to come out quick. Could you see two goals scored in that first period? I could. And right now, only a few places have them up. I don't think it's up at BetMGM just yet on the first period. But tomorrow, one and a half over minus 125 is basically mm. what you're looking at. People already thinking that way, apparently. You talked about the Capitals and the Bruins and some stores dealing minus $2 on Boston to win that series here at BetMGM. The Bruins are minus 175, and you and I talked about it. I think they are the better team. They're the rightful favorite here. 175 is not a bad price considering the market. Yeah, this is this is a trade-out uh, type of thing if you like to go with the dog here. I think I've got pretty good equity right now on the Bruins. I uh, wish I would have maybe waited for them to lose the first game. I know Randy McKay was on My Guys in the Desert right here on Beeson the other day, and he said, look, if you've missed the price on game two on the Bruins, go ahead and bet them plus 110, plus 115 on the series. And that's what you'll do here is you'll kind of trade in and out for zigzags. Now, not every game is going to go or every series is going to go seven but that's a way to kind of make money and lock in profit is to take plus prices on both sides because you'll get plenty of opportunities the vegas golden knights all the way to minus 225 here at BetMGM. does that feel like it's a little inflated because of the hometown effect Yes, absolutely, because the Minnesota Wild have absolutely owned this team the last two years. That is a big number. All right, Steve Mackinnon, the editor of Point Spread Weekly, joins us next. That digital publication hitting your inbox here this morning pretty quick. We'll be right back on VSIN. any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and The Lombardi Line with VEASAN's Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all for free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, and now we are joined by our man Steve Mackinnon, a member of the team here at VEASAN, our editor of our online digital publication, Point Spread Weekly. Good morning to you, Mr. Mackinnon, and of course you have a couple of NFL pieces in this week's edition, and I like that you've gone to the season win total topic here, and you've got a few teams there that you expect to go over their season win total, and a few teams that you expect to go under their season win total, and I'll let you expand upon that but my general thinking in season win totals Steve the NFL is such a seesaw league it seems like we see a lot of worst to first or or a smaller uh, example of that type of thing and with season win totals you take a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars I know you made your column they get one win last season you expect that to improve and probably go over their season win total in the next season you take a team that you know maybe kind of exceeded expectations last year you expect them to to drop back down to earth a little bit. It's kind of all a return to the mean, if you will, correct? Yeah, I would say that's accurate, Brady. I mean, the NFL is that type of league. You get that fresh start every offseason. Some teams make the best of it. 
typically if you had a season, uh, maybe you're coming off a year where you had bad turnover luck, you got a good chance of, of bouncing back. Um, maybe you had some key injuries, that type of thing. Uh, on the other hand, you got a team like Miami had the benefit of good turnover luck, won double-digit games. Maybe they're due for some regression. Uh, so a lot of that goes into the way I think about these season win totals. And, uh, Steve, you also have a piece, not just on the NFL, but also on Major League Baseball. And you were discussing the AL Central this season. And Chicago White Sox still at the top of the division. And and no surprise there, they were the favorites. But a lot of uh, folks thought maybe the Minnesota Twins were going to be the team that could perhaps challenge the White Sox. There was a lot of cynicism about Tony La Russa coming back to baseball after so many seasons out of the game. But Minnesota Twins continue to struggle now. Ten and a half games back. 14 and 26 and you were talking a bit about the scheduling dynamics between these AL Central teams explain for us please yeah you know I the whole article kind of focuses on the fact that I it, it seems to me that odds makers are not adjusting as to what their current realities are in the uh, AL Central division uh there's been a lot of controversy even lately here with the Tony La Russa um, managing the White Sox, but this team is good. They're deep. They got a great lineup. They got a great pitching staff. The prices that they've been getting do not seem to reflect the fact that this is the best team in the AL Central. And I, and I wrote about some of the recent games that they've had here as how they compared to my power ratings that I've had. Now I'll tell you what, I, I've made a lot of money on the White Sox over the last few weeks. So, I probably shouldn't have opened my mouth on this one. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, show odds makers the way a little bit, and and uh, and that they are underpricing them. On the other hand, they they seem to be expecting the Twins of the last two years to to come back out here. They are really struggling. They've gotten into a bad spot. Uh, to me, the, the Byron Buxton was their best player. He's on the I all know that injury was not even accounted for it seems in their recent pricing and uh i i think there's still a lot of opportunity here to fade the twins in the coming weeks until the pricing catches up steve also in the al central the cleveland indians i've made a couple of bucks on this team over the last couple of weeks they've been really good and it's uh has a lot to do with their pitching now they've run into a little bit of a speed bump here with the seattle mariners i've actually lost some money on the minnesota twins probably been my worst team and one of the worst teams in baseball to start the year but talk about the indians this, this is i don't know if it's surprising but the way they're getting it done not all on offense for sure but this team has been very efficient yeah, I agree. They're, I think a lot of their success is due to their, their bullpen. Uh, they're winning some late games here. This team only scores about four runs a game, uh, just a touch over that. So that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for error. But I think the prices reflect that. I mean, they look at this offense that's not producing. they got a couple big home run hitters. they got two guys in double digits, I believe, in home runs right now producing for them. But there's they don't leave a lot of room for error, and I think the odds makers tend to look at that price them a little lower than they probably deserve and uh, if you've been if you've been following them this season you've made some money Steve, uh, first time track here on the NASCAR circuit for the cup cars here, the Formula One, IndyCar, other series, sports cars have been here to Coda, the circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. But now we really have no data on this course. Of course, this is a 3.41 mile road course, so a different handicap altogether. With no data in terms of never having been here before, how did you go ahead and break down this race? Well, this is going to be an interesting race, Wes, because uh, first-time track. However, the first-time road courses seem to be shaping up 
Uh, like they were the first time at Daytona Road Course uh, last fall. They came back here uh, in February. Now the guys who typically ran well at road courses, Chase Elliott, uh, William Byron, Mark, um, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, those type of guys, and then even Christopher Bell won that race in February. So you can kind of look at the guys who perform best on the uh, road courses and think they're going to do well. Now we're going to have the added benefit this week that we're actually going to have qualifying and practice sessions uh, for the first time in a while here on since Daytona uh, 500. So this will be a, a big benefit to betters. And uh, right now in points for weekly, you'll see my initial simulation, but I would highly, if you're going to bet this race, highly encourage you to wait until this weekend after practice and qualifying when the updated simulation is released. All right, very good advice there, and you can go to vsin.com to find that. When is that? When are they doing these practice sessions, Steve, and when do you expect that to be released on the website? Okay, they, well, the, the practice sessions are going to be Friday and Saturday, I believe. The, the qualifying is scheduled for Sunday, so it's going to be a tight window. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that out as close as humanly possible. I'll make sure Bill knows when it's coming, and uh, I'll probably have to uh, look on the vsin website probably around – maybe noon central time on uh, Sunday. All right, very good. So that'll come out in the Sunday edition of the VEASAN newsletter. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get that. And Steve, do us a favor as well, at Steve Mackinnon on Twitter. Send a tweet out when that is released so we can all check out that most up-to-date simulation, my friend. Yeah, that's a good idea, Brady. Uh, and uh, thanks for having me on today, guys. Good to be with the stars of the week here. Uh, big major <laughs> week for you guys. Ah, oh, man. Check, checks in the mail, Steve. PGA Championship <laughs> yeah. Eve. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Mackinnon. We'll do it again next week. You enjoy the weekend, my friend. Yeah, you too, guys. All right. That is Steve Mackinnon. We'll be right back to talk some PGA Championship. Also get to those NBA player props for the big games tonight on the hardwood. When we return right here on the Lombardi line. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting excitement with BetMGM and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on the Warriors or the Lakers if either team hits a three-pointer. Just use the bonus code VSIN100 and get in the ring with the king of sports books so that you can turn game time into showtime. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use the promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. It excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line. 800-889-9789 and one 800 with it in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. What is available here at BetMGM are the NBA player props for the two play-in round games this evening. And we will start with the Warrior-Laker game, Wes, and the go 
Golden State Warriors have a few players there with options you can go under or over on a point total, rebounds, assists, what have you. Same thing here for LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers squad. And I'll start with Steph Curry. His point total, under or over, 36 and a half. Rebounds and assists both at five and a half as well as three-pointers at five and a half. And I got to tell you, I was looking at this one, and it seems that the knee-jerk reaction or the maybe the general public play here would be to go over on the three-pointers, mm-hmm. over five and a half. And I got to tell you, I think six is a legitimate shot that he can get there. I feel like he'll probably get more than four. I think maybe the number that you would set here should be six. Yeah, and and when you look at that, I could certainly see that going over. But in terms of, like, combined props, one of the things I mentioned earlier was how good the Lakers were on perimeter defense. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, what we saw last time on Sunday against Memphis is when Steph Curry absolutely took over down the stretch. But you got to look at how the Lakers defensively kind of lock down that perimeter. Do they limit the opponent's attempts? Opponents shoot just 36% from the three. That is fourth best in the league, about a percentage and a half, one and a half percent below league average. So look, the Lakers do have a lot of length in terms of perimeter. Not only do you have Schroeder and Caruso that are really kind of those high energy pests on defense, but you've also got LeBron who can defend smaller guards and, and THT uh, Horton Tucker who can also do that, who are, you know, long wings. And you also have AD who can close out on some three point attempts and then has the quickness to recover and get back into the paint. And look, the Warriors are so designed and rely so heavily on Curry to score that maybe if you want to avoid those Curry props, you can go under with some of the other guys like a Wiggins or or a Bazemore, some of those guys, because the Warriors, I don't think, are going to find as many good looks on the perimeter as you would normally think because the Lakers are so good on that end. Well, you mentioned Andrew Wiggins, and he's really stepped up and played some great basketball, really improved his defense as of late for the Golden State Warriors. And I think if they're going to be competitive in this game, if they're going to have a shot to win, Wiggins is going to have to have another great effort. It Mm -hmm. can't only be Steph Curry. So I would probably look at Andrew Wiggins over 20 and a half points. I think he can get to 22 or better. I think he has to if Steve Kerr and company want to win this game. So even more so, you talk about avoiding the Curry props. I think I would probably look to the Wiggins over the number on his total Yeah, and I could see that because I was kind of leaning Curry under in terms of the points Uh, so somebody is going to have to step up and even if Steph Curry scores 40 or 45 or more somebody else is going to have to fill that as well because they're so reliant on him so I I trust that Laker defense a little bit more in terms of maybe shutting down the star and then saying okay we might let Wiggins beat us or we'll let somebody else try to beat Mm -hmm. us but we're going to send multiple defenders at this guy this isn't just going to be one guy checking Curry they're going to send LeBron at him they're going to send Horton Tucker at him they're going to send Schroeder at him they're going to send Caruso at him so he's going to have multiple defenders on him all game all right how about the Spurs and the Grizzlies, DeMar DeRozan, 20, uh, 25 and a half points for the San Antonio Spurs. Just a half of a three-pointer under or over, basically, if he's going to get one or zero. And then Ja Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies, 20 and a half points, his number there. Under or over eight and a half assists. Kind of like over 20 and a half points for Morant for Memphis. Yeah, I could I could certainly see that. And, and look, I would be mainly looking... 
I think a little bit more at some of the under props because I like the under in the game here with Spurs and Grizzlies. But in terms of some of the points uh, props, but maybe another one to look at. Uh, we'll see if it's up there. It is Jacob Portal at seven and a half rebounds. I could definitely see that going over. I mean, San Antonio, when they started the season, when Aldridge was still there, they were kind of old school with the two-man game with DeRozan and Aldridge. But now Jacob Portal is the starter. He's a pretty good defender. Uh, they use him a little bit because this is not a team that shoots a lot of threes. So this is a guy that can get some garbage rebounds and some putbacks. He's averaged 8.6 points, 7.9 rebounds really this season. But those minutes came, they, they, he was only playing like 26.7 minutes a game. So you got to think in an elimination game, he is going to play more minutes here. Uh, and the alternate guys are really Gorgie Jang and Trey Laos, who are more not true post guys, who are more kind of like hybrid fours. So I think Poto is going to play more minutes. So hence, you're going to see him maybe get more rebounds here. He averaged a rebound, I believe, every 3.4 minutes that he played this season. So of those props, Poto on the rebounds was who I liked. All right, Wes, about 18 hours from now, they will tee it up for the 103rd edition of the PGA Championship. That'll be 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 p. Or excuse me, 7 a.m. Eastern on the ocean course in beautiful Kiowa Island, South Carolina. We had our draft on Wednesday night, of course, a great collection of guys regular vcin contributors las vegas chris indy jeff paul stone dan saley randy mckay jay cornegay john murray jeff sherman from the westgate tony miller from the golden nugget jeff davis from circa and then a couple of colleagues here jvt kelly bidlin matt humans uh, really a cast of characters for the pga championship draft and you and I, I don't know if we lucked out. or It's kind of uh, not necessarily an enviable position, but that's getting the number one selection. And we landed on Dustin Johnson. And I think this guy checks a lot of boxes for why he should have success here. And I think a lot of people are wondering if he will because he hasn't been in sterling form like we saw him last summer and last fall when he won a number of times, including the Masters. But I think there's a lot of things that make sense for DJ this week. His success at Whistling Straits in both 2010 and 2015. Absolutely one of the best Pete Dye specialists in the field this week. And I think what makes a big difference for DJ is the speed of these greens, this past Palom surface where he has won before the Saudi Invitational back in January. You've seen a success on Poana. I think that's kind of a similar surface. It's not the speediest surface in the world, a little bit slower. And I think that helps Dustin Johnson. Yeah, and this is what I'm kind of monitoring this afternoon. I'm trying to see if maybe we get a Dustin Johnson drift up to 20. I've even seen some 18s on some of the international and overseas exchanges. But if he can drift up to 20, I kind of think people are looking at this form because he hasn't had a top 10 since the Genesis back in February. So it's like, okay, this guy wasn't necessarily great, and, and he withdrew from Dallas with what he called was a knee injury. And I don't want to question his sincerity. Total ear is honesty, but it also might have been part and parcel of the fact that, okay, it's going to rain here at the Byron Nelson. We're going to have a bunch of delays. It's going to be a pain in the butt because maybe this is going to get extended and how are we going to get this tournament in? So maybe you just thought, you know what? I'm going to take this extra week, stay here in South Carolina, prep a little bit more. And 
that's kind of what you have to do with some of these golf future bettings when somebody drifts like that. Like when I was on him last year at the Travelers Championship, yeah. he misses the cut out of the restart at the Colonial and then doesn't really play that well. I think he was like top 20 or top 25 at the RBC the following week. And then all of a sudden you were getting him close to 30 to one. It's like a player like Dustin Johnson should never be at that price. Dustin Johnson, I think if he was in better form, he might have been eight to one here right. instead of being 16 or 18 to one. And maybe we'll see a 20 somewhere, but it's getting to that point. Matt humans. And I talked about that yesterday on my guys in the desert. Maybe you got to have him. And, and we had Jeff Davis on long shots last night and he goes, if he gets the 20, he's an auto bet. And he you said d- he would not put him up at 20. No, because <laughs> I just looked to see if he did. And sure enough, Jeff Davis, honest as his day is long, has not put him up at 20 to one currently 17 to one at Circa. Well, you and I were both on Terrell Hatton a couple of years ago when he won at Bay Hill. You and I are both on him again here to win the PGA. And I think this guy is uh, similar to DJ hasn't been in the best form of all did win in January has had great success on past Palom greens finished sixth at that Saudi invitational when DJ won it back in January has five straight top 25 finishes but nothing that blows you off the page here and we talk about Bay Hill where he won more 200 or greater approach shots than any other course they play regularly on the PGA Tour. I think you're going to find a lot of those 200-plus yard shots here at the Ocean Course at Kiowa. And I think Terrell Hatton makes a lot of sense for me as well, just like DJ. Plays very well at Pete Dye courses. You know, the European angle here that they're going to be able to play in the wind, which he did extremely well at Bay Hill when he got that mm-hmm. victory. So I think there's a lot of reason to believe in Terrell Hatton as well. Yeah, without question. And he ended up on my card at about 55 to one. This was a guy that look has shown some ma- as some major metal a little bit was a little bit disappointing last season. I think when, when at the U S open and at the masters people thought, okay, now this is his time. And then he ends up not making the cut in either of those, but T 18 at the masters respectable finish his best ever finish at the masters. This is a guy, Terrell Hatton. That's got five top tens in majors going back to like 2016. He was tied for six at the Open Championship. He's been twice top 10 at the PGA. So, And Terrell Hatton still, it seems like he's been out there a long time, but only 29 years old, so that sticks with the theme. Under 30 winners of the PGA Championship eight of the last 10 years. Yeah, we talk about those approach shots from greater than 200 yards. Guys that have won at Bay Hill that rank third and fourth on tour from iron shots of that distance. Terrell Hatton and Bryson DeChambeau both won at Bay Hill. I think they might have some success here this week at the Ocean Course at Kiowa. We're talking NBA next with our man Jonathan Von Tobel in hour number two here on the Lombardi Line. Stick with us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.